This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. It's the Friday edition. That means our friend Conrad Black, noted author, commentator, and historian, weighing in on various and sundry. Conrad, how are you this afternoon? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, John? Good, too, thanks, and thanks for coming on. Uh, Got to ask you right off the hop, I mean, uh, stateside things have sort of uh, ramped up with this impeachment inquiry now going public or about to, and they're setting forth the rules, uh, because it's going to be public and not behind closed doors where a lot of it had been done to the consternation of the Republicans. How do you think all of this is going to play out going forward? I think it'll play out well for the president. I, I have yet to see one shred of evidence or even hear of anyone tottering into the star chamber they've been running up to now, uh, submitting any evidence that he did anything other than, in a way unconnected with the issue of aid, ask for the facts about Biden. He didn't say, give me a smear job on Biden. He said, we want to know what happened there. And that's absolutely nothing but the truth. The American public wants to know if the former vice president's son was influence peddling. Trump didn't say, give me Biden's head on a plate. He said, it's a matter of curiosity in this country whether, in fact, there was any misconduct. And uh, he didn't connect that to aid to Ukraine. This whole thing is a complete fraud, and it's going to be exposed. It's Russia all over again. There's nothing there. And, and uh, I mean, it's not for me to mind-read other people whom I don't know personally or to impute motives to to some of the personalities involved, but you've got to wonder what they think they're doing. I mean, everyone knows that there's about to be a cascade of indictments of the former administration for inflicting the Russian collusion nonsense on us and corrupting, politically speaking, the intelligence agencies and the FBI. And and why, why are they wasting the public's time with this foolishness? I don't know, other than maybe they think that if they've got something on the offense of themselves, it'll put them in better posture when, when the when the heavy uh, artillery comes down. Yeah, I just wondered if it's sort of a tit-for-tat scenario, like uh, if this is your serve, here's our return uh, kind of thing. And, you know, because the left dismisses anything like the Durham report or the Inspector General's uh, pending reports as being conspiracy uh, conspiracy theories of a deep state that are laughable, uh, but you say there's some merit to what's being... Well, if, if Durham indicts, uh, as is generally expected that he will... Uh, I mean, that is not a laughable matter. I mean, when the United, I mean, I know something about this. When the U.S. government actually indicts you, you can't just sit there and treat it as, you know, a a sojourn on the Bill Bill Maher late night joking show. You know, I mean, it's a serious business being indicted. (laughs) Okay, as you say, from firsthand uh, knowledge, I suppose. Uh, What do we uh, make of Donald Trump announcing that he's going to leave and uh, set up shop at, I guess, his uh, place in Florida? He's leaving New York. And uh, when you've got city and state politicians saying, good riddance, here's your coat and hat, what's your hurry, and so on and so forth, what do you make of all of that? Well, I don't think it's any change in his schedule. Of course, now he effectively is a resident of Washington, D.C., but for temporary reasons. But obviously, once he leaves the White House, uh, Florida would be a better state for him anyway. He, 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 you know, they have no state income tax there, and New York is a terribly overtaxed state uh, because of the incompetent uh, governors they've had over many years, mainly Democrats, and the utterly hopeless mayor at the moment, although it's a city that had good mayors before, both parties. But um, uh, what Cuomo and de Blasio say is, is really 
to use your phrase, absolutely laughable. I mean, if you recall, when asked what the president thought of de Blasio running for the Democratic presidential nomination, he said, well, if you want complete incompetence, corruption, payrolls loaded with your relatives, potholed roads, bankruptcy, and a laughing stock for the whole world, you've got your man. New York's had mayors for 400 years, and de Blasio's the worst they've had going back to the Dutch. Uh, we have 2,800 mayors in the United States, and he's the most incompetent of all of them. If that's what, if that's what the Democrats want, I welcome him to the race. Well, you know, a farewell uh, tweet from that guy is uh, is not worth replying to. Again, with Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. When it comes time to quitting jurisdictions and moving stateside, uh, what do you make in Canada? Quitting Canada, this is... Uh, I, I think it's worrisome, and I, and I think it's indicative of bad things. As you know, I, I've put in, in my columns in the National Post a couple of times recently that uh, the business of... of Incoming capital in this country declining by 80% in the last five years, and Canadian capital leaving and being invested outside the country uh, tripling in the same time is worrisome. Now, we, we certainly can't tell Canadians they shouldn't, they shouldn't invest in other countries. They should, just as we want other countries to invest in us. But the, this 80% decline in, in foreign countries investing in Canada shows who we're going. I mean, Barrett checked out within a few months of my friend Peter Monk dying, the longtime chairman of that company, they've gone, they don't even have any Canadian directors left. And it was one of the biggest companies in Canada and, uh, and uh, in that sector. And in Canada, is, is really a splendid company with a magnificent uh, head office in Calgary. And, and it's, it's been a real, you know, poster company, a centerfold Canadian corporate success story. And I think it's very worrisome. Well, uh, yeah, and the argument or rationale is that uh, it would be easier to recruit capital stateside. So uh, are companies leaving like this more or less canaries in the coal mine? Uh, look, I'm afraid we're a little beyond that. I think the canaries were, were, I hate to put it in these terms, but dropping dead in their cages a long time ago. I think this is the, the miners coming up with, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, uh, blackened faces from the coal, not from going to a costume party, and, and, and saying, <laughs> take me to the airport, I'm leaving. And it, it, it's worrisome. Speaking of, uh, our prime minister just announced that Anne McClellan, former cabinet minister, is going to be his point person in Western Canada. Uh, is this the way to ameliorate or reconcile things with Western Canada? Some are saying, you know, uh, if he really wants to show good faith, maybe he'd kill the carbon tax because they've been militating against it out West. I mean, uh, how do you see him trying to make reparations, or is that even possible at this stage? Well, yes, it's certainly possible. If, if he got serious about building pipelines and facilitating uh, our, our greatest single potentially foreign you know, for foreign currency earner, the the energy industry from from getting its you know, facilitated getting its product to market, uh, that would change opinion very substantially in the West, and and would be an admirable thing for the whole country. Um, and and I you know I I, I don't know Anne McClellan personally, but as I recall, 
she had the reputation of being a competent, well-regarded person, and, and this may be a step in the right direction. I wish her well, and I, I think it's a gesture that's a, that's a nice gesture, but it is a gesture. I mean, he, he can start to get to grips with this problem if he stops this terrible discrimination against, uh, against the resources industries of, of Alberta and Saskatchewan. I mean, when the environment minister, who happens to be a friend of mine, Catherine McKenna, I like her as a person, and she's an intelligent person. Uh, when she tells the oil industry that they're on their way out of business, whether they like it or not, uh, and, and he, she's addressing it to people in a province where it is by far the preeminent industry and source of employment and revenue for everybody, uh, you, know, you don't expect them to be grateful for it. And now, of course, the carbon tax is nonsense anyway. It's just a, a tax increase disguised as helping to save the planet. I mean, the facts are that our forests... Uh, eliminate and consume three times as much carbon dioxide uh, as as is produced by uh, the emission of, of the refined and and and, and uh, burned gasoline and oil that they're trying to aim at with the carbon tax. And this is simply a complete fraud. A, a, a I'm trying to find the right words so that they're contemptuous enough for it being such a fraud. <laughs> but it, it's a fig leaf over uh, the failure of government to conduct its business with adequate efficiency that it doesn't have to pretend to be imposing a tax to help people uh, live more securely in a, in a planet made better by, uh, by a superior environment because we're asking people to pay more for home heating fuel and automobile gasoline. I mean, it's just nonsense. And, and um, he, of course, he should get rid of that anyway. But um, if they're starting to think in terms of let us try to, to conciliate the West and explain what we're doing and listen to them and, and you know, really work it out in, the, in a proper Canadian manner. There's great tradition for it in this country. I think that's great. And so at this point, let's say, well done, Let, you know, and wish Ms. Ms. McClellan well. I find that shocking. I mean, that you were at a loss for words there for a while. Oh, not for long. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should let it go and... Uh... Have a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend. John, at the outset of this conversation, you said thanks for thanks for joining us. It's such an institution to me. If the phone didn't ring, I'd pick it up anyway. <laughs> All right. There you go. A Pavlovian response right there. I ring the bell. You pick up the phone. Good enough. Good weekend to you all. And to you, Conrad. Thank you. Conrad Black, noted author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.